you're listening to the Group Practice Exchange Podcast. We're the business development resource for group practice owners, where we talk candidly about business ownership and leadership. From practice building tips to live coaching to real talk episodes with other group practice owners, we're the resource you've been looking for to help you grow your group practice. I'm your host, group practice owner and entrepreneur, Maureen Werbach. This episode is sponsored by Therapy Notes. Therapy Notes is an online EHR, practice management, and billing software designed for mental health professionals. Therapy Notes has everything you need to manage patient records, schedule appointments, create rich documentation, and bill insurance right at your fingertips. They offer free and unlimited live support seven days a week. Their streamlined software is accessible wherever and whenever you need it. To get two free months, go to www.therapynotes.com forward slash r forward slash the group practice exchange. Need a new accountant or bookkeeper? Meet Green Oak Accounting, an accounting firm that works specifically with private practices. They do all of your accounting needs from budgeting to accounting to bookkeeping and payroll to building your dashboard. On top of that, they can help you set up your profit first systems. Go to greenoakaccounting.com and mention the group practice exchange for $100 off your first month. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the group practice exchange podcast. Today I have Carissa Phipps. She owns Small Victories Counseling and Wellness. Am I saying that right? Small Victories Wellness Services. What? Oh my gosh, you guys, you won't be able to see this, but it's the cutest shirt ever. I love that with your logo on it. <laughs> I'm going to put, we had staff photos taken in them. So I'm going to, I'll post on the exchange when, when oh. we get the pictures. Oh yeah. You were going to do the awkward, awkward staff photos. Was that it? Yeah. <laughs> Those are in? Yeah. They're real awkward too. Oh, that's so awesome. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm excited to see that. Um, okay, so we're going to be talking about expanding benefits in your group practice with new staff. Um, and I know I recently saw, and maybe it's not so recently because time is just weird, but you brought on a clinical director, right? Yeah, we promoted one of our one of our first clinicians actually to clinical director recently. So she's doing amazing. It's terrifying and really vulnerable for me. Yeah. <laughs> But she's wonderful. She's doing an amazing job. But oh, it's that's awesome. What did, what are the first things that she's taken kind of off your plate, or is it a mental thing as of right now, or is there anything literally that she's been able to? So we have we're up to about twenty clinical staff now. So now she is the go-to for half the staff. So mm-hmm. quick clinical consult questions, DCF report processing, um, checking in about safety with cut, like she's the go-to now for half the staff, which uh-huh. feels really good. It, yeah, yeah. Sure it does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And in, in, in fall, we're going to have um, start a practicum intern program. So she's taking the lead on that. We're working with a university near um, our, our main office. So that's really exciting too. Oh, that is awesome. Okay. So in line with that, um, I want to chat about benefits and what that's like for you and what are what are how are things going with the benefits that you have for staff and do you have any plans to make adjustments yeah yeah always that time you know where people start thinking about that yes yes so we are in terms of benefits we are adding in paid holidays for 2022 which was a big leap 
Yes. And but, I feel like that's like one of the number one things that people ask about is uh, how to implement any sort of like paid time off. It's like right, a lot, right. A lot of things to jump through to, to get that working well. Right, right. Because we do, we do have PTO as well, but staff would just take off UTO, use UTO or PTO for holidays. So my process was talk to my accountant and pray. you're like he he reassured me like uh can't stress enough like as you're when you're really committed to continuously making you know upgrading your benefits and adding in new benefits like having an accountant that you really trust and can chat with about is just it's priceless but so I yeah go ahead I was gonna say I feel like that's where I'm at too is that uh our accountant she is literally the person I can't make any decisions until she says you know you need to have either this this type of income or revenue coming in or this type of these many clinicians to be able to add this extra benefit um so for those that are winging it and still not like truly using their accountant in the full way possible I hope the conversation with Chris and I will show you that having an accountant that you really like implement into decision-making, not just do my taxes, yes. like, uh, yeah. and profit, and, loss, like make decisions with me. Yeah. And I don't think I knew mm-hmm. really that an accountant has that role. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm a first generation college student. Like I am like, like most of us are fumbling through the CEO entrepreneur life. So I really didn't know that that is such an important role an accountant can have. So especially with benefits, so important, like you said, to have someone you click with and trust because you're really relying on them to give you data to make really big, scary decisions sometimes. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to take a step back actually, because I forgot about this um, with you. I want first, before we go into forward movement with benefits, tell everyone what the benefits that you currently have? Okay. So we have, um, like I mentioned, a lump sum three weeks paid time off for all full-time clinicians. We also offer unlimited paid time off or unlimited time off, sorry, unlimited unpaid time off. There we go. We will bleep that out so no one can come you. Like, um, you have unlimited but with some... paid time off. <laughs> Thank you, editing. We have unlimited unpaid time off with some productivity um, b- boundaries w- within that. We also offer a 401k with employer match. We have um, professional development reimbursement. And we ha- also offer quarterly trainings with, for CEUs for staff. I think I'm forgetting anything. That's every, in, in every interview and everything. I'm always like, I don't think I'm forgetting anything. You'll, you'll think later, like, shoot, I forgot this extra benefit <laughs> I didn't mention. <laughs> That's how I am. I, I almost like pulled up the job posting so I can re- <laughs> read the list. Okay. So with um, the three weeks. Oh, hell, I totally did forget. Health insurance. I was going to say, and... I didn't mention it, but I was like, I'm not going to call you out in the middle of a podcast episode. But Please like, call me out. Oh, no, but I was like, it sound, it seems like she would probably have health insurance before like paid time off and all the other things. That's literally probably the main thing we're going to yeah. talk about today. Okay. Health insurance, which we pay 50% of the premium. And then we pay for vision, um, dental and life insurance, a hundred percent. And we are an entirely insurance-based practice. I really want to add that in because I think sometimes people think with the benefits that that 
is really going to hold them back. And um, same also insurance-based group practice here with all the fun benefits. So, okay. I want to um, talk for a few minutes about the first scary thing. Cause I feel like um, some benefits like 401k are usually like the first sort of things that people implement because it feels mm -hmm. low risk and it's um, you know that it's 3% like the person has to match it and the income is based off of like income like that they're being paid so if they make nothing there's no retirement matching to pay out right um, whereas with health insurance and um, vacation time and all that other stuff those are things that you have to actually be ensuring that you're saving for because it's not dependent necessarily like health insurance isn't dependent on how much I mean, obviously there's like requirements of work, but income might not be coming in from insurance yet and you still have to pay that. So right. with the um, three weeks paid time off policy, can you walk us through your thought process of getting to a place of comfortableness with it? Because I know that's a, one of the scariest pieces, I think even over health insurance is paying for any sort of paid time off um, and how to figure out the best ways to do it I know I do it because I have salary, so they just have unlimited time off with productivity measures, but um, because they're salaried, they can take off as much time as they want, yeah. as long as they meet a, a yearly sort of session goal. Um, they, they can figure out how to, you know, if they want to work more to take four months off or work less throughout the year to have see less clients, they can kind of figure that out. Cool. You're not salaried, right? No, no, we're, we're flat rate. Perfect. So um, I think this is like more relevant to most people because most aren't salaried, um, don't salary their practices. How are you um, <clears throat> figuring out or how do you put together this paid, not the unlimited unpaid that, that people can figure out, but the paid part? So to start, um, the first year we went through Gusto and it, it, was, it was super easy to like look at some plans, walks you through it, um, very pretty automated, you know, like they do all that. And how I first did it to make that decision, Maureen, was using your spreadsheet for um, employee costs. Oh. And I, I, you know, did, did the math and added that in on what it would be per month um, and added that into, you know, what the, what profit was coming in from each clinician. And I was just kind of like surprised actually, because I didn't actually think it was doable at the time we had, there's five of us. So we were very small when we added in health insurance. Um, so I used the spreadsheet. I looked at the quotes, figured out how much it was going to cost for each clinician per month and added that in. And I was like, oh, there's still money left. Yeah. That's great. I can do this. <laughs> so how are they, um, um, like, how do you track the, is it, cause you said lump sum for the time off? Yeah, so we used, we used to be accrued, um, but I'm always looking at ways to change up our benefits that add more flexibility for staff and don't cost the company any money. Yeah. Um, and so that was one that, you know, regardless of if they accrue it over the year or we just give it to them, they weren't being able to plan out things and have things to look forward to, which I think is so important for burnout prevention. And so that it was like, okay, well, 
annually, it's not going to cost us any more money, it, but it is going to, this flexibility, I think is going to mean a lot to the staff. So we shifted to lump sum. So at the beginning of the, the calendar year, each employee just gets their three weeks yep. to get into them. <clears throat> That's awesome. And how has it felt? How long have you been doing the, um, the paid time off? Um, for we, I've had it in there since I, since I started the group practice and started hiring employees. Um, but we switched to lump sum about, about six months ago and honestly didn't, hasn't felt any, any different. And you're just paying the flat fee of the same as the flat fee, or is it a different rate? <clears throat> we pay, we pay the clinical rate. Like I, I want folks to feel like they're making what they would have made. Yeah and really be able to take the time off. I love this conversation. Because one of the things I see a lot is with group owners is trying to offer benefits, but then doing it in ways that mm -hmm. like, it's, it almost is like, I can say I'm offering paid time off, but I'm really paying. Yeah, like yeah. And I think it comes from scarcity and fear, which you've already brought up as an important topic because we talk about benefits, yeah. but we all know right now, it's not difficult to find clients. It's difficult to <clears throat> grow and yeah. find great staff that are a good fit with your values. And yeah. so your biggest investment is retaining and supporting and taking care and attracting staff right now. Yeah. Like that should all be where we're investing and in, in focusing. There was an article I saw recently, I think in um, the Harvard Business Review that said like the app, the cost to and um, like turnover for one employee on average is around $50,000. If you think about the time it takes to like recruit an interview and hire that person, and you might have like interviewed five people up till that person to actually hire them and you got to count the time and the cost related to all the people you said no to to get to that person along with the time it takes to onboard them and actually have them able to do their work without a lot of micromanagement and then through the like termination process of like um the the work involved with making sure that you're communicating with that person leaving making sure that their clients know and just the loss mm -hmm. of potential clients um mm -hmm. you know there's yeah. it's a high cost and i think a lot higher than people think so yeah. um, thinking about benefits, yeah. I think is such a vital thing right now when not only is it, we have so many clients that are calling, we, there's also, it's just, a, it, it's a employee market right now where there are, everyone's looking to hire. And right. so really what's going to set you apart in a lot of ways are, are benefits. Yeah. And we, we have grown this year from five to 20. Yeah. And the hardest year to hire. And I really think it is because of our benefits, specifically health insurance. Like you said, there's a lot of way to ways to have a list of benefits, but they might not be meaningful or be real benefits. And when I, when I shifted to a group practice, I really wanted to make it as close to being an employee anywhere as it could be. I think that I saw so many barriers of getting into private practice. And, you know, like if I hadn't had a partner whose health insurance I could be on, I couldn't have gone into private practice. So we have these clinicians that are being burnt out in agency work and underpaid and aren't having opportunities for these different kinds of settings with balance because of the benefits. That is so often what's stopping them from taking the leap. Yeah. So that philosophy is really what drove me from the start saying I have to have these benefits right because it's a part it's a part of our model 
yeah. at this point is how can you, I give my employees the best of both worlds, the security and the stability of being an employee, and then also having the flexibility and the balance of private practice. And even with better help and all the, that is what is going to sustain group practices. Like they can't provide that. Like these tech companies can't provide that. So well, you see, um, what is that one? I just saw this article yesterday. Um, shoot, what is, it's not better help. Is it like the Alma? Not the... Alma. I'm gonna think of it, or I'm gonna go on Facebook and try to do two things at once as I'm podcasting with you. And <laughs> love it. I, I mean, if, anyone, if anyone can do it, you can. I don't know. When I'm on like the spot, oh, save. I'm at save. Uh, Cerebral. Do you know that app? Oh. It's like a newer one. I've heard, I've heard of it. I don't know a ton about it. I don't either, except that I see it on Facebook all the time because, um, there's a lot of famous people that are doing, you know, Facebook. Yeah. They have these investors and get these celebrities. Well, to to your point, uh, Cerebral was this, or is this company that, um, hires people and salaries them with benefits and all of that. So it was one of those like, okay. And it's an online, like it's like a better help, but um, they just this week, so they have a, a $4.8 billion valuation. They just opened last year. Okay. And salaried all these therapists who can work virtually from home, um, with benefits, and all this stuff. And just this week did a tent required all their therapists to come on a zoom call and the uh, owner, the CEO for, was on for 10 minutes and said that they're taking them off salary back to hourly, no benefits because they can't sustain it. And it's like barely been six months since they, you know, had made this shift to salary. And I think it was like this way to get like, and, and this is where all these complaints are coming is like, there's people that are pregnant that are working uh, who are like, they had, they were told they have uh, to the end of the month and their insurance just is not covered anymore. And um, you know, these people who are like, obviously relying on this, who now feel stuck with, and people who are like in the onboarding process who quit full-time jobs with benefits to get into that position, who are now being told like- In such vulnerable times of their lives and in the world. Oh my gosh, that that is heartbreaking. But even more so like kind of goes to your point of these larger companies aren't going to be able to do this um, long-term. And there's going to be a lot of uh, you know, behind the scenes stuff, you know, we see this with better help. You have to like be available all day, every day. You have to spend 8 billion hours. They show you the, the, the financial piece that sounds great, but the way to get there is just right. Not right. And I have, I, I peruse a lot of therapists, Facebook groups. I've never seen anyone say, Oh, I make that hundred K that they talk about in yeah. the advertisement yeah. and work only 20 hours doing it, <laughs> you know? Um, okay, so you uh, we're gonna end with health insurance, but you the the thing that you are just starting to offer now is paid holidays. How's that mm. feeling for you? Is that yeah. starting? Uh, yeah, so it's it's starting January, but really December thirty first. It's January first to third, which is I. It was fun. I announced it at our holiday party um, a few weeks ago, and then I was like, the first paid holiday is my birthday, I'm a New Year's baby. Oh, um, happy so, birthday to you too. Thank you. Mine is so coming up on the twenty seventh. 
Oh gosh. <laughs> we're, we're winter babies. <laughs> yes, we are. Um, so I'm feeling a little nervous. I'm feeling a little nervous, like, you know, insurance reimbursement processing time slows down this time of year. So like, I, you know, things are coming in a little less and we bill every day, but <laughs> things are, I'm just like, oh my gosh, but same, like I've done from the start, thanks to you and the tools you've given me, I know how much a paid holiday costs, you know, I know how much it costs and we've got that and we're fine. So I kind of, I, oh, first. no, you don't, oh. How do you mm-hmm. save for it? That's not, that's the only thing that I feel like is my saving grace for any of the like paid time off because I save it throughout the year. So when people then use it, I don't have to take from technical payroll. I've saved it. Right, but right. That sounds <laughs> called like paid. I think I think just like my first um, the comments about my accountant, like just knowing that we have more, we have more that we the profit that I know that we have each month. Mm-hmm. We it will it will eat it. I'm not saying that in great words, but you know, here we are, um, that we just know that the profit's there. And, and so we probably honestly won't really notice it. Yeah. Um, and so I kind of wait sometimes until that place where where my accountant is like, you probably won't really even notice this. And then I'm like, okay, then I have no, I have no, (laughs) to use them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I trust, I trust my accountant. I do the math. Um, I do have, um, I have made an additional account for like an employee benefit account that I do want to start saving back into. So, which I don't know a lot about profit first. Everyone is like, (laughs) as they're listening. I know they probably are, but I, but it sounds like it's in, in the um, realm of profit first that I I am going to have a separate employee account and do some additional savings there. That'll just make it feel better too. Yeah. Yeah. Even though the accountant can tell me the money's there, it feels better to see it. Like, especially like, you know, depending on how, just how you've grown up, like feels better to see it. Yeah, I don't know why I, I always just I have this it, it's not a great mentality, but I always have this like feeling of the rug will be pulled from under my feet at some point with anything in my life, anything that goes mm-hmm. well, at some point, something's gonna pull. So uh, I, I, I have a little, you know, where I, I don't have scarcity mindset, I have like, um, I don't want to say fear mindset because I do all the scary things anyways. And I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll figure out how to like, right, right. through that. But I also think like whatever the worst is will probably happen. So I, when it comes to like money stuff, I'm just like, if I can have everything laid out accounts wise, there's Mm -hmm. no way I can get screwed. Like there's no way that I can offer certain benefits or say yes to like um, going salary if I like can control it as much as possible. And for me, it's those damn Chase accounts. I have about 15 of them. so bad every month transfer four percent here transfer eight percent to this one so I love that though I love that and then yeah you can see it and it feels safe there's just so much vulnerability in it yeah okay so your last benefit that we want to talk about health insurance health insurance the big one the most important one I think I I agree not everyone uses it but it's like the one that is everyone needs you know yes and yes. So, and even, and I think even the people that don't need it, they like knowing it's there. Yeah. Like, yeah. because you I never mean, know if their partner is going to lose their job or their, like they, the option there makes them feel more safe, even if they're not using it. 
Yeah, I mean, I uh, am getting on my own uh, practices health insurance plan starting in January for the first time ever. Uh, so I'm like, well, thanks, Urban Wellness <laughs> health insurance. So that I need now. Isn't it wild those few yeah. times where you're like, oh, I'm using our benefits. Yeah, yeah. Kind of cool. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't have to use any of the other ones. I don't have to have like, you know, use my sick time or, you know, that, that stuff I don't ever right. do. So this is the first right. time I'm like, I had to have my executive director. I was like, I don't know about any of our plans, like from a using standpoint, because I don't have to use it. You know, I, I have a person that uh, our broker who uh, does questionnaires most, each year on like what most important have. word broker. We're yep. going to talk more about Everybody that word. Okay. So I'm not the only one. I always feel like I come, I have all these, except I'm so glad I'm not the only person using them anyway. So she uh, sends out a questionnaire every year before November, when the new plans come out, asking uh, my staff, like what, what's most important when it comes to benefit health insurance? Is it like low premium, like order of importance? What are the things so that when we roll out the plans or add additional plans, they cover all of those things. Like some people never use it and would rather have a really low premium with a $80 billion deductible. Others right. use it um, all the time and they'd rather <clears throat> have a slightly higher premium so that they have like no deductible. Other people want certain specialists. So there's plans that have just like more specialists and all that. So she mm -hmm. asks those things to get, you know, again, this goes back to what you were saying at the beginning of, you know, making sure that you're offering things that people actually want and not Yes. You know, what you think is important. Yes. Um, and again, you know, this in similar a case of just offering the cheapest health insurance plan that's going to cost you the least is not very meaningful if it's a plan that nobody really wants to use, right? You can't just for the sake of saying I have I offer health insurance if it's crappy health insurance that no one wants. Right. What kind of benefit is this? So right. Anyways, right. Um what tell us about your stuff. Yes. So I had mentioned that the first year we used Gusto, mm -hmm. which I'm glad we did. It, it was made it easy for me to see, oh, this is doable. It was really easy. You know, the, it, it was easy to work with. Granted, I did not know what I was missing out on with the life of having a broker. Like I, I, had, I didn't know what I was missing. So a broker is like an angel sent from the heaven of benefits. <laughs> <laughs> and I still constantly am like I, I don't have to charge uh, you know I don't have to pay you for this I'm not paying you like it blows my mind still so we, <laughs> right so we um we shifted to a broker in November our benefits renewed November 1 and it was an amazing experience just having someone that can understand like you said, your employees and your values in terms of plan yeah. options, someone that you know is really hunting and looking around and knows about it. Cause you know, we can, and we just know it's its own world. Like it's yeah. its own world. And to have to navigate it alone is really hard and scary. So a broker takes out that mystery. They're available all the time for you to ask any questions. And we were able to, for no additional cost, cut our deductible in half. We also were able to offer two plans, whereas with Gusto, I didn't know this at the time that once my staff, and like I mentioned, I only had five and I think two or three people enrolled the first time. Once they picked the plan, 
that was the only plan that we could offer the rest of the year. And it was ended up being the lowest one with the highest deductible. So then every time I'm interviewing people, I felt like I needed to like give them this disclaimer of like, I didn't choose this plan. I wanted it to be better. Yeah. <laughs> and, but that was the only plan we could offer for a year was this really high deductible, lower cost plan. And so my broker assured me, I don't know why it's different or why it was different, but that I could still offer these two different plan options we have five plants. We've always had three. And then this year, based off of the survey feedback, um, she's like, there's actually two additional plans I'd like to add to here. Um, That's that awesome. Would be five plans. Holy moly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. And she was so lovely. She made videos for the staff. She came to our staff meeting. Um, I, it, it, I do miss it being automated, like with Gusto, like now we have to go in and manually add in like the deductions and I, I have to, we have to keep track and like tell everyone, oh, fill out your enrollment form. It's your time. Whereas Gusto would just automatically yeah. harass everyone to do that. Um, I think that's, but the I, you know, the benefits of using something that's all inclusive comes with costs because yes. You know, and, and in this case, it might be, you know, what is more important to have everything all inclusive that takes less of your time, but maybe isn't as robust or helpful to your team or have something like using a broker, but then you have, you know, there's some manual. Work right, right. But then my view is shifting to that and focusing on the benefits allow me to grow to where I have a practice manager and I have, a, you know, now a clinical director and I, I have ways to delegate we have this master like onboarding checklist we all have different roles it's not no longer just me which still blows my mind doing it all um but and so when you're when you're investing and those tasks can be um delegated once you've grown and I think it's because you're investing in the benefits and being able to grow your staff so but but you're right that it's such a great point about that that trade-off yeah I just want to say I had a great time chatting with you. I feel like the way you run your business, I obviously get little snippets in the Facebook group of, you know, seeing that you brought on a clinical director, little things like this. But um, I, I feel like I'm in awe and really excited to see how you, that your values that you have in your business, I think is amazing. It just, there's not that many people, unfortunately, that, you know, get into the business world and, and really make that a priority. You know, I, I think that's something that people start with and then um, the money thing becomes this like monster that they just focus most yeah. on. And so yeah. I just want to say, I am really happy that I got to chat with you because I feel like yes. um, it just is nice for other people also to hear that you can have an insurance-based business. You can pay your staff well, you can offer a lot of benefits. You can have a culture where you're um, working to reduce burnout. Um, yes. And I think, like you said, in the and still be profitable. And yes. Still so- be profitable. Yes. It, it can happen. Yeah. It is possible. Yes. Most important thing. And it's so lovely to chat with you too. Just yeah. thank you for this community you've built for all of us. And I know you get told this a million times, but you know, just you are, were such an integral part to so many of us getting to launch off. So for you to say you're in awe is, you know, like a weird full circle, amazing moment. So, so fun to chat with you. It it was so nice to see you. I hope you have a great rest of your day and, and thank you for sharing your journey with everyone on the podcast. 
you too see on Facebook and at the summit, hopefully. Um, no, I was going to say with, with the group uh, practice builders, the, um, the summit, I just finished the, cause I've ignored it for the past year because we just skipped, you know, 2020. Right. I don't want to do a whole virtual thing. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. So totally. Relaunched the site with all the speakers and all that for 2021 speakers freaking crossed like 8,000 times over that everything is going to be good for next July. Um, but yeah, if, if you want to go take, are you going to it? Yeah. And I'll get to be in the seven figures. Stuff. Oh, so you're in the seven figure realm. Yeah. That's we, awesome. we just hit it like a month ago. We hit That's it. Awesome. Oh, Our okay. revenue last year was 104,000. You and guys, we did 1.2 million this year. Holy shit. Do you guys hear this? A hundred and something thousand to 1.2 million in less than a year. That's awesome. And I, I give a lot of the credit to, to our benefits. I, I genuinely really do. Yeah. Well, it was really nice to chat and I can't wait to you see you next July then. I know. Can't wait. All right. Happy holidays. You too. Thanks for listening to the group practice exchange podcast. Like what you heard? Give us five stars on whatever platform you're listening from. Need extra support? Join The Exchange, a membership community just for group practice owners with monthly office hours, live webinars, and a library of trainings ready for you to dive into. Visit www.members.thegrouppracticeexchange.com forward slash exchange. See you next week.